It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko. He's your host, James Rapine. We're finally here. We're ready to do a game preview, James. Woo, it's time. Two weeks in the making. 56. Yeah, man, we finally get to (laughs) get through two weeks covering a game. It's it's, it's a long time It's a lot because the game is still just four quarters. Yeah. It's not like we're talking about two games, two weeks to cover one game. We're, We're very used to one week per game. Yeah. As is, as is the way things work. Let's start as we do with keys to victory, James. And we've talked a lot about Aaron Donald and Leonard Floyd and Von Miller and the five-man fronts the Rams play and Jalen Ramsey and Jamar Chase and the list goes on and on. For me, this keeps coming back to this idea of Joe Burrow and and Matt Stafford, and both of these teams have really been grinding out playoff games. And you listen to people around us here on Radio Row, and there's a lot of, like, do you really think the Bengals are a better team than the Rams? You got guys going on Fox Sports 1 saying that the Bengals aren't even that good. They beat the Chiefs. They beat the Titans. They're not that good. They beat the Chiefs. They're not that good. And to me, it's these are two teams that have really been grinding it out in the playoffs, and they have some variability at quarterback. They do, and that, that's the thing. That's what it comes down to, right? If the Bengals are – their path to victory, and we'll get to defense. But it's, can Joe Burrow do what he did in the AFC title game where he outplayed Patrick Mahomes? Like, let's be honest here. He, he did, and that, that's it. Is, and, and that doesn't mean put up huge numbers because I don't think he's going to throw for 400 yards in five touchdowns. Maybe he does. It'd be fun if he does, right, if he's, he's doing the gritty midway through the second quarter and we don't have to talk about a one-possession game in the fourth quarter where I've written 52 versions of a game story. Yeah. That would be ideal. I don't know if that's going to happen, but to me, you want the edge of quarterback in big games. And Burroughs played in these big games in more crazy, hostile environments this year over the past month than it's going to be at the Super Bowl, than it's going to be at SoFi Stadium, and he's shown he'll take care of the ball. He did have the one ugly interception against the Chiefs. I get it. The other one against the Titans doesn't count. Samaje P. Ryan couldn't catch. So if he does that, We've seen Matt Stafford get lucky. You want to talk about luck? That guy, that personality you're talking about at FS1 basically said the Bengals are lucky to be here. Okay, well, Matt Stafford's lucky that Tart from the 49ers didn't catch that interception in the NFC title game in the fourth quarter. So I I totally agree with that. I I think there's going to be a quarterback that makes a mistake or two in critical moments. Which one do you trust to not make that mistake? And that's going to go a long way in deciding this game. Yeah, we talked about that with Travis during our crossover, which is now a couple of days ago. We still have more content coming, by the way, in case you're thinking this is the last thing we're doing this week. We have several conversations so many, with some really great players, analysts, et cetera, that we're still going to put out there, out there for your consumption. But, yeah, we talked about it with Travis the other day, Joe Burrow in the clutch gene, right? Jamar Chase in the clutch gene, and they need a big play going into the half. We, how many times have we seen it this year where – they make a huge play to Jamar Chase right before halftime, right after halftime. Evan McPherson been clutch all playoffs long. And I, I know that 
the Rams have certainly had their share of clutch moments to get here as well. And I'm not saying the Rams can't win the game. Obviously, they're, they're favored, right? There's probably a reason for that. But time and time again, in these playoffs in particular, the Bengals have made the plays when they've had to make them. Mm-hmm. And obviously, so have the Rams. That's how you get to the Super Bowl. But which team sees that streak break can... To your point, which quarterback makes a mistake? Can Lou Anarumo bait those mistakes out of Matt Stafford that we've seen all season, like double the turnover-worthy throws or so, a PFF stat for Matt Stafford compared with Joe Burrow? And if you get those mistakes, the Bengals have been catching those footballs in the postseason where during the regular season we were talking, you got to catch the interception gifts when they're offered, right? Mm-hmm. We, we've, we've said that before, and they're catching them in the playoffs. So when you have the secondary playing the way it's playing, it makes you think there's a pretty good chance that the Bengals can punish those Matthew Stafford mistakes. And I, I've said it a lot throughout the playoffs and even in the regular season, and they failed to do it throughout the playoffs and most of the time in the regular season. Getting off to a quick start I think matters a ton. Burrow talked about it on Wednesday, and there, here's why it matters. The pressure's on the Rams. Most people think the Rams are going to win this game. Like if you polled everybody that pays attention to the NFL, I bet it would be 65%, maybe pushing 70% that picked the Rams. I, I, I do. Because they were built for this. Matt Stafford's a veteran. They sign Odell Beckham Jr. midseason. Von Miller, they give up multiple picks to get him. They give up multiple ones to get Jalen Ramsey a couple of years ago. Sean McVay has retold his offense a bit to Matt Stafford, and it's unlocked things. Cooper Cup is the best receiver in football statistically this year. All of these things have happened. And now they're as healthy as they've been all year. And guess what? If you get out to a lead on them and it is close in the fourth quarter, one of the two teams could get tight. Guess which team hasn't gotten tight in any of these moments? <laughs> the Bengals have not. They've just, it, all, all year long, they've been in these tight games that are like, what is going on? The Denver game, right? And uh, you could go on and on, all these different games. And, uh, you, you know, so that, that to me, if you can get off to a good start and it's close in the fourth quarter, you feel good about your chances because this team, all three of their playoff wins, one possession. They won by seven, one by three, one by three. And clutch. Every every time it's something clutch, like a clutch pick. We, we've talked about the series of interceptions they've had to to get out of playoff games. Yep. Evan McPherson walk-off kicks, and, and he's done plenty of that. The Evan McPherson chasing Adam Vinatieri storyline for, for those records he talked about with Pat McAfee, who's recording right over there for his shows this week. And talked about that Adam Vinatieri football so that'll be something fun to watch too but how about game script maybe there's some game script stuff to talk about in this game as well you talk about getting off to a hot start the Bengals have overcome some slow starts pretty frequently and then we'll get to your prediction it's your it's your last prediction of the year we know for sure this time there will not be another Bengals football game in 2021 we'll go there coming up next but first a word from bet online because bet online has you covered this Sunday it's the big game it's here and let's be honest the line it started at four and four and a half that's I'll tell you right now spoiler aside I'm leaning Bengals when it comes to the 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 Spread. The, the spread. That's there what it's called. The spread. It's been a long week. Either way, though, if you want to bet on the spread, if you want to bet on prop bets, you get to betonline.net right now. They have all of the props you could imagine from Icky Woods in the Icky Shuffle to Joe Burrow yards, Jamar Chase yards, number of gritties. I mean, they, they, there's so much there. Number betonline.net. Number of gritties. Did wow. you know that? No. Yeah. <laughs> Incredible. 
There's, there's going to be three Jake Lisko gritties, by the way, on our post-game show if the Bengals pull it out. But you need to get a bet online right now and check out everything they have to offer. Plus, the NBA trade deadline has passed. Maybe you think the Nets are going to make a run. You can bet on the NBA as well. They have you covered, so go there now. BetOnline.net. BetOnline, where the game starts. Speaking of icky shuffles, by the way, we have an Icky Woods Super Bowl prediction coming your way on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Our friend Luke Braun got that one, so look forward to what Icky's thinking. Our best friend. About the game. This episode of the Lockdown Bengals Podcast also brought to you by James Rapines and my own favorite protein bar on the planet. That's Built Bar. And I could really go for a coconut brownie chunk right now. We did have some pretty good food here on Radio Row today. But nothing really fills the void like a built bar packed with protein, low in carbs, low bit low in calories, low in sugar. It tastes like a candy bar and really gets me through my mornings half the time. If you're working out or you just need a little bit of a snack, and you're looking for something healthier than a Snickers bar, check out the built bars instead because they taste just as good. Go check it out at built.com. We've got promo code locked15 for you for 15% off your order. Again, that's locked15 for 15% off at built.com. Jake, you mentioned game script, and we talk about it all the time. I'm, I'm going to run something by you here okay. because it's been a theme. Everybody that's rolled through here on Radio Row, they got to run the ball. They got to run the ball. So what do you think about that? What, what, what do you think about the idea that this team, it, one, needs to run the ball, two, can run the ball against this Rams defense? I think it'll be tough for them to run the ball effectively. For all the talk about these guys as pass rushers, the Rams are pretty good in, in run defense. And, and run I think defense, yeah. we talked to Solomon Wilcots about it. You know, they're not in Dominican Sue and, and uh, Vita Vea up there, right? Like, it's not like they have these monstrous run-defending nose techs. Not that Dominican Sue is a nose tech, but Vita Vea, Vita Vea is. They're still really good against the run, generally speaking. And so... The Bengals haven't run the ball well, what, since week 13, 12, whenever they played the Steelers? Raiders and then Steelers yeah. coming off the bye. Yeah, since but then. to Solomon's point and, and the points of others that we've talked to that say, you know, they need to run the ball, they need to establish a run. There's something to that. There's like a bit of truth in that, right? I'm not saying that the offense needs to be run heavy and they need to give the ball to Joe Mixon 25 times. And I'm not saying they even need to run back the Chiefs game plan where they ran it more than half the time, I want to say, on first down. But the reason they're doing that is to help the offensive line out. You, you can't just burn all your first downs with run plays for two yards. Mm -hmm. and, and they did a lot of that against the Chiefs, and it was frustrating. But if you just drop back on every first down or you're lined up in the gun every first down, your tendencies are out there at this point. These teams know who each other are. They've had two weeks to prepare. So... They, they're going to want to run their under center game. They're going to want to run their under center play action game and some of those shot plays. And they're also going to want to run their shotgun game. But as we've discussed, those offenses are, are really like an LSU offense, a West Coast offense, and the Sean McVay offense, a wide zone offense. Mm -hmm. and, and they're kind of smashing them together. We've talked about how they aren't perfectly married up and they don't perfectly build off of each other. But because of the fact that they, they are going to want to run some of that under center play action stuff, you, you have to run a little bit. And, and when you go under center, you make them respect to the run a little bit. You put that kernel of doubt in those defensive linemen's minds 
they're not just barreling downfield immediately on every snap. If you start the game dropping back on first down every play and you're not keeping guys in to help and you're not going the play-action game, you're not running the ball at all, then I, I know Joe Burrow's been good under pressure in the playoffs. You're not setting him up for success and you're taking away his ability to even get the quick game done in some cases, the way that Aaron Donald can make guys lose on the snap. Mm-hmm. And that that's the thing is the quick game in general. Like I think the screens, all of that, that ties into the run game for me. Like I, I for example, the Tennessee game, Joe Mixon had over a hundred yards from scrimmage. Yeah. Didn't feel like it. No. Like in the game, you're like and you brought it up and I was like, what? Like yeah. outside of the first possession of the third quarter. Didn't really feel like they got the run game going at all. It didn't really feel like he was a big part of it, but it, it kept the defense semi-honest, right? That, that was a crazy game, and, and that's the thing, too. The key is Aaron Donald is probably going to have a huge impact, right, regardless. Even if you start the uh, you start the to get the run game going, whatever it is, he's going to make his presence felt. You're he's, going to know that he's there. He's, he's going to have an impact. But how big will it be is a question, I think. Because Burrow can't let that, and he didn't against Tennessee, and he didn't against Kansas City, let it wreck their offense. Yeah. You know, and and I I don't think that the Rams can confuse him the way that the Titans did. I don't think that's going to happen, which goes a long way in that. And and so, yeah, as far as the game script, you're right. If you're down 24-10 or something or 21-10 or 21-3, then that's really tough because you are going to have to drop back and you are going to have to try to push the ball down the field some. And so they need to avoid that. I think they can, they're going to try to run it some. But the thing I'm, I'm most excited about, and I've said it a lot this week, I think, is the, the two weeks Joe Burrow, Zach Taylor, Brian Callahan preparing. I'm excited to see it because I think there could be Wrinkle City, baby. It, it could be looking like an 80 year old, man. Wrinkle City. There's going to be a lot of different, I just got faces for that, but Wrinkle City in the <laughs> Bengals game plan. And, uh, you know, I thought it was a good joke. I, I thought it was pretty good, too. But the wrinkles have to be good, to my point. And so that that's the exciting part to me is what wrinkles do they have up their sleeve? Because clearly they have and it might be their biggest, the biggest variance here of, of strength on weakness, because this defensive line, certainly Aaron, Aaron Donald's the best of them. But they might be better for the Rams than that Titans defensive line. It's close. Yeah, I mean, the Titans do some things that are very hard to defend with their defensive line, but the individual players on the Rams' defensive line, we can probably agree, are better. I mean, you could even make an argument that the individual players on the Chiefs' defensive line are better. I think that's a hard argument to make, but you can make it, and it starts with Chris Jones because he's probably a little bit better than Jeffrey Simmons. But those are games in the past. Mm -hmm. Uh, Compared to all of those, I think the Rams do a better job, and, and it's going to make life hard. No matter what they do, they can slide to Aaron Donald all day. They have to deal with Von Miller then in one-on-ones and Leonard Floyd in one-on-ones, and that's going to be hard. And, you know, there's also questions about what's going to be C.J. Uzama's percentage, even if he plays. I think that it's, it's, it's maybe we haven't talked about it enough this week. I feel like we've talked about it, but the guy on third downs as, as a quick game option for Joe Burrow, his ability to create after the catch that, that Paul Daner's talked about, you know, and I've quoted the sneaky run after catch ability for CJ has been really important for this team. And I would like to see him take that bath in a bunch of skyline chili. So uh, that's, that's what's at stake. Yeah. Not just a Lombardi trophy, yeah, but uh, a skyline chili bath for CJ Uzama James. With that being the stakes, with C.J. Zama as a bit of an X-factor, with, you know, 
defending Cooper Cup, defending Odell Beckham Jr., the, the adjustments Luana Bruma will make, how much, if at all, will, will Brian Callahan and Zach Taylor put in wrinkles for this game? Because I think that's a question. Mm-hmm. You've seen people debating that on Twitter on, on Thursday. You know, how much will they be able to put in that will be different? Because there's been a lot of discussion around run pass option and doing more out of the gun. Knowing all of this, let's put you on the spot for your prediction for the Super Bowl. Oh, I got the nerves, man. This is the Super Bowl prediction. Super Bowl 56. Can the Bengals... For the first time in franchise history, win a Lombardi Trophy. Look, it's uh, it's wild to think they're here, and at the same time, and I've said this, now that you're here, you might as well win the damn thing. And, and to me, it starts and it ends with Luana Rumo's defense. Uh, you know, we, we can talk about Von Miller and Aaron Donald and how what they can do to wreck the game. To me, this defense for the Bengals, they can hold the Rams' offense in check. And will they do that? Can they do that enough? Force the turnovers, win the turnover battle. I say yes. I think the Bengals win the turnover battle again, which, you know, they've won. I say six straight because I don't count that Week 18 game in Cleveland where none of the starters play. Exactly. So six straight games. They continue to win the turnover battle. They continue to come up with big plays. And I don't know who it's going to be. Maybe it is a Jesse Bates again or a Von Bell. Maybe Eli Apple holds on to one of those interceptions for the first time in quite some time. Maybe it's Chidobe Ouzier, who's had an up-and-down postseason after a great year. Look, this defense is what got the Bengals here, and I think he's, this unit is going to keep them in the game. It's going to be tight throughout the game, but when it comes down to it, the pressure's on the Rams. If the Bengals' defense does what I think it's going to do, it's going to be close in the fourth quarter. I'm going to look right into the camera, Jake, right into – who do you trust? Fourth quarter, game on the line. Joe Burrow and Evan McPherson? Matt Stafford, Matt Gay. To me, Joe Burrow, Evan McPherson. Jamar Chase has a big catch on that final drive. Evan McPherson kicks three field goals, breaking Adam Vinatieri's record for most postseason field goals. And the Bengals get it done. 23-20 at SoFi Stadium. Wow. Four straight wins in the postseason, all by one possession in Super Bowl 56. The Bengals, world champs. Get your cigars ready. Get the parade route ready. It is ready, by the way. I'll tell you details on it uh, after they handle it. But the prediction, again, 23-20, Bengals handle business. That might be the first time you've predicted a score that has a total lower than I'm thinking. I'm thinking maybe like six six more points total in the game. Like 27-24, something like that. All right. You're hearing a lot of 27-24 around Radio Bell, I'll tell you that. Uh, we, we've heard... Who, who's going around? LeGarrette Blount is going around saying 27-24 Rams. Yeah. He, he, I've heard that prediction a few times. He's recorded right here behind us, coincidentally, a couple times. Uh, Adam Jones, 21-17 Bengals, which if the Bengals hold the Rams to, to 17 points, as we discussed with Travis yesterday, that, that bodes pretty well for the Bengals. And I think they can. I think, th- I think this defense, I doubted them in training camp. I doubted them mid-year. I doubted them. I'm not going to doubt them anymore. I think they do just enough, uh, just enough to get it done. I think there's a big question of how they perform in the first half. The first half has been a bit more of a struggle for the defense, especially against some of these more explosive passing offenses. And like Andy Reid, I think that there might be some some really good scripted stuff from Sean McVay that, that Lou Anna is going to have to settle in and figure out how to take away. And 
it's, it's probably going to require, we talked about this with Travis too, more counter-punching from these coaches as they adapt to one another. But like you said, James, really excited to see what the offense looks like in this game because for whatever reason, and maybe this is just kind of a, a bit of folly on my part, I think you're right. We could see some things that we're not necessarily expecting that we haven't seen a ton of this year, and it's, it's about breaking tendencies for big plays when you need one game. Tyler Boyd, pass. Ooh. Kevin Huber pass. That, that's the other key here is, and, and it ties into the prediction, this can be the last thing. Zach Taylor is going to have to make a tough decision to go for it on a fourth down or go for it on a couple fourth downs or uh, extend. And it might not be they're in scoring range. They might be at the 50. Yeah. And, it's, and it's tough, and you have to make that call. And those are the type of things. Those are the type of moves. The Philly special against the – like that to me – you have to be able to call and know when to call those type of plays because that can make all the difference in the world in a game like this. It's one play here, one play there. Lombardi Trophy parade, going home upset and sad. It's that it's, it's going to be that simple, and uh, I think they find a way to get it done. A lot of people have been drawing parallels between this team and that Eagles team, that Philly special team. The Bengals so. have a better quarterback. It's a big difference. Well, Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> Nick Foles was on fire that year. He did, he to, did play to, well. To be fair to Nick Foles, he, he caught some kind of heater in those playoffs. Why are, we, why are we closing the show on Nick Foles? You're right. Joe Burrow is a better quarterback, and a lot of times it's that simple. I mean, football, a complicated game, but often we, we can overcomplicate it. And as we said with, with Travis the other day, you know, with, with Joe Montana, with Tom Brady, with these guys, if Joe Burrow's going to be one of those dudes, it's just a dude that just wins, somehow you, you will your defense to get you the ball back in the fourth quarter. Yep. And I know it's the defense making the plays and doing the job, but there's something about it, right? There's something mythological about it. And hopefully we're talking about the start of a dynasty in Cincinnati with Joe Burrow because that's what I'll be talking about if the Bengals pull this one out. And we'll see if they do. Like, like James said, make sure you hit that subscribe button on YouTube, the follow button, wherever you get your podcast. We're going to have a ton more content still coming out before the Super Bowl. So you're going to get it wherever you get your podcast or on YouTube. And until next time, Bengals fans, day and have a good one. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.